Welcome to the For Sale by Owner Authority. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, broker owner of One Premier International Realty. Each week, I bring you my over 17 years of experience and insight, helping the For Sale by Owner navigate the process of selling their home while avoiding the pitfalls and selling for the highest amount. Now, from our glass enclosed studios in Coral Gables, this is the FISBO Authority. Today's podcast is all about financing from a for sale by owner's perspective. What type of loan approvals are there and what to look out for? What are the most common reasons a loan can fall through and how to prevent them? And what type of loan products are available in today's world? That's all on today's episode, Financing from a Seller's Perspective. This week's podcast is brought to you by Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services and One Premier International Realty. I'm excited to be back. This is week number four of our weekly podcast, The For Sale by Owner Authority, with every episode coming to you from a for sale by owner's perspective. Over the past three weeks, I've covered buyers, who are they, and where do they come from, the home inspection, and closing costs from a for sale by owner's perspective. Now, let's get on with the show. Our guest today is Christina Fernandez, owner of Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services. They're located in Doral. Christina has over 20 years of experience in the lending industry and serves the South Florida market. Please join me in introducing today to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast, Christina Fernandez. Welcome to the podcast, Christina. Hi, Ernie. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm glad you've taken the time um, to talk to our listeners, specifically for sale by owners, which are also buyers. So if you're also a buyer, you'll have great information on this program. Our first segment um, will discuss all types of approvals that will be presented to you as a for sale by owner. Now, remember that um, 92% uh, of all sales are done through realtors. So most likely you'll get an offer from a realtor. And unless you ask, you won't probably receive one. And which loan approval has the strongest likelihood of that offer closing? Well, Christina, what type of loan approvals are there? Well, typically there's three. The typical pre-qualification letter, which is a letter where the loan officer asks the borrower or the buyer basic questions. How's your credit, your income numbers, your assets, in other words, money in the bank. And they put that into a formula to make sure if the buyer qualifies or doesn't qualify. And that letter, I would say, has the less strength because nothing has been verified. And it's just, let's say, word of mouth, what has been said to the loan officer. Correct. Our second option is an approval letter that typically comes together with a DU. The approval letter should have the, the what we spoke about a second ago, which was the credit, the income, and the assets verified. So at that point, the borrower did go ahead and turn in their their documentation and their credit was ran. That, I would say, has some type of strength. It has um, because things have been verified. 
Now, the strongest one is the DU approval. That is called desktop underwriting, and it's an automated system ran by Fannie Mae where conventional loans and FHA loans get ran through an automated, an automated system with the information that has been inputted and verified um, or supposedly verified by the loan originator. So again, the DU gives it more strength. It's, it's verified. Now, I typically um, issue approval letters with DUs, and on the approval letter, we do say that all information has been verified. It's extremely important that if you do receive an approval letter or a DU, you contact the person that issued it and you make sure that everything has been verified. Because that automated system, again, DU, what it does is it runs the information that was inputted. So if it was inputted incorrectly, then the DU, you know, could be invalid. So let me ask you a question. What are some of the conditions that you see come out on a DU um, uh, that still need to clear uh, before the final loan approval? So typically DU asks for three segments. Let's say the credit segment, which it already pulled. If there's any blemishes on the, on the credit or any type of accounts that need to be paid off, because they were omitted in order to be paid off, that comes out. So you have a credit section. The second section would be the income section. In that section, they're going to ask for two pay stubs, two W-2s, two years tax returns, depending if the borrower is an employed borrower or a self-employed borrower. But it will ask for documentation on income. And the third section is assets or money to buy. Whatever was inputted into the system as far as funds needed need to be verified. So it will ask for 60 days worth of bank statements. In other words, two months bank statements on the money that's being used to purchase the property. But those are the three major I wanted our listeners to know uh, when it comes to the credit. So, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. If you go to one of the major banks um, and you have a blemish on your credit, you most likely will get denied. Where if you use someone like Christina with 20 years of experience and those credit uh, blemishes or some scores could be lower, she can actually instruct you on what to do and rescore. Is that accurate information? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. When so, we do the the, uh, the original um, approval, we do pull the credit and we have experience on looking at what's on there. And at that initial point, we'll tell you, I think you should pay this off or you should go ahead and reduce this credit card to bring up your score. So we do work with you on the credit, on the credit part to get you to the best level in credit because rates are credit driven. So the higher the score, the better the rate. And that is the reason to do that. And you do that prior to pulling the DU? We do it simultaneously. Okay. So typically you need a DU to go out and look for a property. If your credit is good enough to get approved, we'll go ahead and issue the DU and then work on the credit while you're looking for a property. Got it. And you're and obviously then- looking for um, items in the credit that are easily correctable. 
We're not talking Correct. about late payments and, and, and things no. that may take credit repair uh, no. type of uh, um, credit. Typically, um, a collection that maybe the borrower didn't know about something. Nor, they're normally those collections are small when you don't know about them, or just some balances that might be a little higher than what the credit bureaus like and are affecting your score. So it's just a matter of bringing those down um, by a reasonable amount, let's say, and then the system tells you actually what to do. We have a system on the credit that tells you what needs to be done and it tells you what the potential of increase on that score is. So if we see a potential of increase, we give the borrower an option with a report. This is what our system is saying and this is what it'll, where it'll take you. And if you get to that score, your rate will be better by X amount. Let me ask you a question regarding qualifying for a loan as a rule of thumb without taking into account debt to income and so forth. What is the the rule of thumb as to how much income um, somebody reports, whether it's household income, a husband and wife or an individual, uh, to be able to qualify? So if they make uh, $100,000, what would they qualify just as a rule of thumb uh, thought process? So as a rule of thumb, I would use 50% debt to income. So $100,000 a year is $8,333 a month. If you take 50% of that, that's $4,166. Those $4,166, you need to subtract any payments on their credit. In other words, car payments, student loan payments, credit card payments, any recreational vehicle payments, and whatever is left over is what they qualify for for a mortgage. So just assuming that between the cars, let's say credit cards and student loans, we have another, I don't know, let's say $1,900, then the person would qualify for a mortgage payment of $2,266. Depending on their down payment, we work the numbers backwards and we tell them what loan amount they qualify for. Uh, understood. The way that it works. So no, no way to, uh, I, I used to a long time ago, there was a rule of thumb that if you made $50,000, you would qualify for around 150,000, about three times your income. Um, if you made a hundred thousand, you would qualify for about $300,000 worth of income. Uh, just to give a quick little snapshot for a particular buyer or seller who's thinking about selling and knows what their income is and they can figure out kind of what kind of uh, uh, property they would be um, able to uh, begin to search for. It really doesn't apply because it all depends on the debt. Got it. So it's, it's let's call it normal debt, maybe 1% of their income, you can use that math. But sometimes mom and dad qualified for both their kids' cars and they pay for it. So now we have four cars instead of the typical household that would have two. Or mom and dad qualified for their children's student loans. Or the person qualifying has a very high amount in student loans. So that it all depends on what the debt is on the credit. So, Christina, what actually happens during the approval process? During the pre-approval process, when we're issuing a DU, numbers are given to the buyers. In other words, amount of money that they need to buy the property and payment amount. That step 
sometimes get skipped during the pre-qualification when documents are not turned in and it's more like a rapid type of thing. This step of giving numbers to the borrowers is, is extremely important because they go out to look at properties, let's say in $350,000 with a pre-qualification letter thinking the payment might be a ridiculous amount, let's say $1,500, when that property of $350,000 is not going to pay that amount. So when they come back with a contract, that $350,000 property, and the number is given to them on what the payment is and what amount of money they need, they get completely scared. I get phone calls all the time from borrowers. I'm under contract, and I don't like the numbers that were given to me. And those numbers come to see are correct numbers, but they were never given to them at the beginning. So what happens is now they wasted the seller's time negotiating a contract, putting it all together, doing inspections, and come to see they were never really able to pay for that property. So going back to it, an approval letter, a DU, and a borrower that knows, um, you know, what they're going to pay and how much money they, they need is what has the most strength at time of, of getting approved. No question. And, and obviously working with a professional realtor like myself, full-time and a broker owner, um, I'll have all of these information for the buyer. So the buyer actually knows before they go out and shop for the home, what their monthly payments are going to be, what their down payment will be. Everything is up front and that makes the entire buying process and loan process seamless. Alrighty. So let me ask you, Christina, um, if somebody needed to reach you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? So the best way to reach me is through my cell phone, which is 786-543-3655. Perfect. On our next segment, you'll learn the most common reasons a loan falls through and the challenges that South Florida market has with so many self-employed 1099s, um, not filing taxes. You know, as a seller, you'll most likely be a buyer. And I trust all of my buyers with Sunset Home Mortgages. Follow the money with a five-star rating from their customers. You too should turn to Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services for your next home or condo purchase. Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services, a local company with an owner that has over 20 years of experience making your loan process seamless. Hire the team of mortgage professionals dedicated to ensure 100% customer satisfaction by providing a wide array of products to fit any credit. First-time homebuyer programs, FHA and VA jumbo loan programs. Over 62 and want to enjoy your silver years worry-free? Ask about our reverse mortgage programs. Are you a foreign national and want to access to more financing so that you can buy more properties? Turn to Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services for their foreign national loans or simply take advantage of the low rates with a refinance loan from Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services located in Doral. Call today and be qualified within minutes. Call 305-599-8880. That number again is 305-599-8880. With hundreds of brokerages, thousands of agents, how do you cut through all the noise? One Premier International Realty, a boutique real estate brokerage located in Coral Gables, doing business the old-fashioned way. 
putting people first, buying, selling, or leasing residential and commercial properties in Miami-Dade, Broward, and Monroe counties. One Premier International provides each customer a high level of service and communication experience with full-time agents from around the world bringing their unique sense of business skills and a foreign customer base. One Premier International Realty. You've heard of private banking, now experience private brokerage, a higher level of service and knowledge. One Premier International Realty, 305-669-0233 or go online to www.onepremierinternational.com. We are back to the For Sale by Owner Authority podcast found on iTunes, Alexa, and everywhere your favorite podcast is found. If you like what you hear, follow and like, share our podcast channel. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, the For Sale by Owner Authority and Broker Owner of One Premier International in Coral Gables, and I'm always available to take your call. On the phone with me today is Christina Fernandez, owner of Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services located in Doral, and we just discussed the buyer's approvals from a For Sale by Owner's perspective. Now let's find out why a loan falls through after having approvals. Christina, why don't we tie each of the approval letter types and why a deal can go sour? So on the pre-qualification letter, that is the one that can go south the quickest because believe it or not, some people think and more self-employment people think that they made or that they declared the amount on their 1099. So what happens is you can ask a person, you know, what is your income? Some people do know what their salary is or what their income is. But typically, the person that is self-employed thinks that what their income is is what their 1099 was. So let's just use the number $100,000. Now, and they gave that number at the pre-qualification letter. The loan originator said, perfect. They make $100,000. They work the numbers. You qualify. They gave them a pre-qualification letter and this person went out and purchased a property or I'm sorry, got under contract on a property based on these numbers. Then come the moment where we have a contract, they come back to this loan officer that gave them the pre-qualification letter and turn in their taxes and that 1099 on their Schedule C turned into $60,000 because on the Schedule C, you're allowed to put expenses against that 1099. So guess what? Now the borrower doesn't qualify because the $60,000 is not enough um, to qualify them for that property. So that is one of the main reasons at pre-qualification letter stage um, that borrowers do not later on qualify. And that is why we highly recommend the person to get a pre-approval letter and the DU with it and all of their documents verified, turned in, ran through the DU system before going out to purchase the property. Now, some lenders um, just mm -hmm. issue a pre-approval letter without the DU. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And, and the reason... Go ahead. Perfect. That, I'm sorry. The reason that I don't like, let's say, the pre-approval letter without the DU is any blemish on the credit. So what's ha what happens with the pre-approval 
and no DU is we have a, a, a person looking at the credit, looking at the income, looking at the assets. If everything is spot clean, you shouldn't have an issue. Now, if the credit is not 100% intact and you, this person, same scenario, goes out, looks for a property, comes back, and then they go to run the DU. Well, they didn't notice maybe that on the credit, there was a bankruptcy three years ago. Everything looked perfect because the bankruptcy had wiped everything out, but they're going conventional. Three-year bankruptcy is a no-no. You need to wait four. If they would have ran that DU at the beginning, they would have noticed the bankruptcy that maybe they missed. So the DU at pre-approval stage is the most you can do. And everybody it loses you- in that in that at that particular moment. The seller has had their home off the market uh, during that time. The buyer has paid for an inspection, maybe even an appraisal. Correct. And then the deal falls through. Correct. Perfect. And on on the DU, so other than uh, maybe insurance appraisal, that's just about all that can happen unless the buyer does not have um, the proper guidance so that they don't go out and start shopping for furniture and uh, start using those credit cards and applying for credit at Best Buy and so forth, correct? Correct. Once the DU is issued, guidance is given to the borrowers on you know what they shouldn't do. They shouldn't deposit any cash into their bank account. They shouldn't go apply for any credit. If they work overtime, or commission, they should try and maintain the same time of the same type of overtime and commission that they have been maintaining throughout the year. So pretty much at point of pre-approval, don't change anything, don't move anything around. Just pretty much stay still. Um, you know, working your same hours, trying to do your same commission, depositing the same amounts that you normally do, um, and look for a property and do that through the through the loan process, once you close, then you can go apply for that credit card or maybe make the bigger purchase on the credit card that you already have. That's another very important thing, that when when the approval is ran, your credit is ran. Some people think, oh, okay, the credit is good for 120 days, which it is, so whatever I do won't be seen. It will be seen. There's normally a soft pull five days before closing. So if you went out at the moment that you did the pre-approval and you had a $1,000 balance on a Citibank card, just to say a card, and the payment on that card was $30 a month, and now you went and charged, let's say, $3,000, now the payment's $75, that could affect your your debt-to-income ratio. So no, no big purchases. Absolutely. And as a for sale by owner, most of the buyers that are driving around may not even have any of those three types of qualification um, letters. Um, At best, they may have a pre-qualification letter, which is pretty much, um, I think, worthless in the industry. And I think that I agree. Right. And I think that uh, mortgage professionals should avoid issuing pre-qualification letters and really work on the pre-approval letters and DUs. And mainly it's because buyers begin their search online, um, they rush out to see a property, and they haven't 
yet started the loan process, which is uh, probably uh, one of the most important things um, after choosing a realtor. Um, Correct. So, uh, by the way, if there's anyone out there that needs to reach you, that is thinking about buying a home, thinking about selling and now preparing to get their loan process, are there any type of bridge loans or anything a seller can do? Because of the shortage of inventory, what can a seller do to not have to put in a uh, contingency on their home selling to be able to buy? Bridge loans are not very popular in South Florida. We do have a couple of lenders that do them. Currently in the market that we are right now, those are some of the loans that have been temporarily suspended. But I do think that they will come back once this whole um, COVID-19 overlays go away. And that's perfect because actually we're going to be covering all of that on our next segment. Again, Christina, if somebody needs to reach you, what's the best way to reach you? The best way to reach me is on my cell and that number is 786-543-3655. That was a very informative segment with great information for a seller or a buyer. Now, more than ever, we can see the importance of a cinematic video walkthrough of your home. As a for sale by owner, there are not many people driving around these days looking for homes. However, a video walkthrough is the way to get your home shown and seen more. And Blue Hour Studios specializes in cinematic video walkthroughs. It might seem obvious or go without saying that good photography and videography are critical for your success in selling for the highest price. In fact, homes with high quality photography sell 32% faster and Blue Hour Studios specializes in real estate photography and cinematic video walkthroughs to the residential and commercial markets. We use Canon full-frame cameras, L-series professional lenses, multiple light sources, and the latest video equipment and cameras shooting 4k cinematic videos you don't need a million dollar home but any home can look like a million dollars for a limited time the fisbo authority podcast listeners can receive our photo and video package for 25 percent off using code podcast when calling to book your shoot increase the traffic to your home Call 305-205-0364 or visit bluehourstudios.com Sun, beaches, and Latin-inspired flavors are what people around the world call their vacation paradise. We call this home. Welcome to the weekly podcast that captures it all. The Scoop on Miami. Listen to The Scoop on Miami, the podcast that spotlights the places, the people, the businesses, and some of our hidden treasures. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, a 54-year resident of the Magic City. Along with my co-host, Lainey Rada, we'll discover and rediscover Miami together on The Scoop on Miami. Find us on iTunes and everywhere your favorite podcast is found. And don't forget to like, follow, and share. The Scoop on Miami. Follow the money with a five-star rating from their customers. You too should turn to Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services for your next home or condo purchase. Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services, a local company with an owner that has over 20 years of experience making your loan process seamless. Hire the team of mortgage professionals dedicated to ensure 100% customer satisfaction by providing a wide array of products to fit any credit. 
first-time homebuyer programs, FHA and VA jumbo loan programs. Over 62 and want to enjoy your silver years worry-free? Ask about our reverse mortgage programs. Are you a foreign national and want to access to more financing so that you can buy more properties? Turn to Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services for their foreign national loans or simply take advantage of the low rates with a refinance loan from Sunset Home Mortgage and Financial Services located in Doral. Call today and be qualified within minutes. Call 305-599-8880. That number again is 305-599-8880. You're listening to the FISBO Authority. If you like what you hear, follow, like, and share our podcast channel. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, broker owner of One Premier International Realty, located in Coral Gables, and I'm always available to take your call. On the phone with us today is Christina Fernandez, owner of Sunset Home Mortgages and Financial Services, with a five-star review from all of their customers, and I'm grateful that she's taking the time to spend with us today. So, Christina, what are you seeing in today's lending world? What products are available? What products have ceased? And what loan products are you seeing that are a staple with your company? So we are in a very interesting market right now with the COVID-19, where a lot of lenders are suspending products. We have a lot of 30-day suspensions on products, which I suspect will be extended. Most most lenders are not doing jumbo loans at this moment. Again, suspended. So when the market reopens, they just need to take the suspension off. A lot of portfolio loans. So those bank statement loans or those loans that would use rental income to qualify the, the borrower and a property, those are called portfolio loans. Those have been suspended at, I would say, if not all, most lenders. Foreign national loans, again, are a portfolio loan that are being suspended. So there's a lot of products that are temporarily suspended in our market. What is still there is our regular conventional Fannie Freddie Mac loans and our FHA loans. Let's talk really quickly on the loan limits Mm -hmm. on those because those have changed since last year. And this is an important information if you're a seller and your price point on what loans are available in today's market uh, uh, with the price uh, loan limits. Go ahead, Christina. So the conventional loan limit is $510,000. And that's the whole state of Florida. And then South Florida FHA loan limit is Three seventy three three fifty. So it does limit you to what can be done. There are some second mortgage lenders still out there, which will combine with the five ten conventional to create a let's call it mini jumbo. There's the the maximum loan amount on a line of credit is two hundred two hundred and fifty, depending on the loan to value. So potentially on jumbos, we can get, or on higher priced properties, let's say, we can get loans of 760 right now. And the 760 is the actual loan amount, and there you would add the 10 or 20% down payment? Correct. 
760 would be a combination of 510,000 on a first and 250 on a second. And second mortgages are they're still out there. Now they do want a 20% down. So if you're at a million, 20% would be 200 and well you'd be a little short cuz we can do 760. Correct. Um, so, so most likely, if you were to multiply that 760 times um, 120%, right, you would end up with somewhere around the $900,000 mark. 912. 912. Um, yeah. So if you have a home that's 912 or less, there are still loan products available. Or obviously, if you have a loan, a home that's higher in price, um, in most cases, those buyers have additional monies where they may be able to put 20, 30, or 40% down. And either way, we are at historically low interest rates. Are you seeing interest rates ticking up or um, from the information you're getting, where do you see interest rates heading over the next, let's say, 90-day period? So interest rates are still historically low. They have zigzagged a little lower and a little higher throughout this year. And the sentiment in the market is that they're not going to go any higher and they might go lower, but they are still extremely low in comparison to where they have been in the last, I would say, five years. Folks, I always insist on a DU from realtors when I'm representing the seller. And when I'm working with a buyer, I always turn to Christina uh, Fernandez um, to actually uh, put together the loan package for my buyers, specifically where the inventory is low and the demand is high. You want a buyer that has the strongest uh, probability of having multiple offers presented on a contract and yours being selected because the buyer is prepared. So as a seller, it's important that you're going to buy, that you begin to prepare yourself now to have a DU so that when you receive an offer on your property, you're going to be quickly able to go and shop for the home and present the highest probability of a home closing to the other realtor for the other home and get your chance of getting it. Would that be a fair statement? Correct. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Uh, so, Christina, um, again, it's been a pleasure to having you on today's podcast. Um, and if somebody needs to reach you, what's the best way to reach you? The best way to reach me is on my cell phone, which is 786-543-3655. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Ernie. You're very welcome. And again, thank you so much. We're at the end of another For Sale by Owner Authority podcast. I hope you feel armed and informed to sell your home, either as a for sale by owner or by hiring a professional real estate agent. And I hope you give me that opportunity. Again, thanks to Christina Fernandez, owner of Sunset Home Mortgages and Financial Services, for being on our podcast today. Next week, I'll have an insurance agent on the podcast to discuss everything there is to know about home and condo insurance when selling your place, all from a for sale by owner's perspective. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, and remember to follow, like, and share. The Fizzle Authority.